Do you have a tricky work problem that you need to solve? I have a great podcast recommendation for you featuring a pair of expert women. Whether you're just starting your career or a seasoned professional, check out Fixable, a podcast from TED. Hosted by Harvard professor Frances Fry and her wife, leadership coach Ann Morris, the brilliant duo provide honest, actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Bossed Up Podcast, episode 380. I'm your host, Emily Aries, the founder and CEO of Bossed Up. And happy holidays, everyone. We're doing a lot of reflecting around Bossed Up HQ these days. And before we turn the page and move on to the fresh start that comes with a new year, I think it's really important we first look back, see what this year entailed, and reflect mindfully on what the story of 2022 actually was for you. You know, I've been thinking a lot lately about the power of narrative and story because it's true, that saying by John Dewey, that we do not learn from experience. We learn actually from reflecting on experience. And the way that we're wired as human beings, we are meaning-making creatures who are always consciously or unconsciously looking for the story. We are constantly trying to make sense of the world with motive and characters and beginning, middle, and end story structures. So whatever the story is in your head about 2022, whether you're aware of it or not, it can have a huge impact not only on our perception but on our very behavior. That's the sneaky part about stories. They often drive behaviors that we're very unaware of. For example, if you've been telling yourself a story that you're just not a good creative, you're not a very creative person, perhaps this story was drilled into you in grade school when you, for whatever reason, struggled with art class but thrived in math, then you may, for the rest of your life, really, shy away from work projects that involve any element of art or creative expression. You might decline a friend's invite to a dance class or a pottery evening. You might miss out on any number of activities that you actually could enjoy and, with practice, get pretty damn good at. Honestly, this can be true on a micro level too, not just this huge life narrative example. It can be as simple as just having a frustrating morning, you know, that was rife with experiences that weren't going your way. Your coffee spilled all over you in the morning. Uh, Your little one was in a terrible mood. Your car wouldn't start. And then boom, all of a sudden you have a narrative in your head that today is a bad day. Ugh, I'm just having a bad day. And now for the rest of the day, as we go around telling ourselves, man, I'm having a rough day. I'm just having a frustrating day. I'm having a bad day. We are then primed to look out for all of the supporting evidence that backs up that story, all the potentially negative experiences that could happen to us. And we behave in such a way as to almost expect them. So story drives our perception of the world and our lives and our experiences, but they also, those inner stories of ours can drive our very behavior, the choices we make, the things we pay attention to, and the chances we do or don't take. So of course, when we're thinking about 
setting goals for the new year or setting our sights on a vision for how we want our lives and careers to look next, it's so critically important we first get our story straight when it comes to where we've we're starting from and what we've lived through. I think that's especially important after a few years of a global pandemic. And that brings me to my first key point I want to make here, which is we have to acknowledge the difference between a public narrative and a private one. So our public story might be 2020 was a really hard year for so many people. It was a scary time. Uh, so things have been looking up since 2021 and 2022. And that can be really hard if you're having a really year in 2022, quite frankly. And maybe 2020 wasn't all that bad for you personally. You know, that describes Irene on our team here pretty well because she's always said, even though 2020 was such a horrible year for the world in a sort of public narrative sense, It was actually a blessing in disguise for her in that she got laid off from a job where she was really unhappy. She ended the year by starting here at Bossed Up. Uh, She met her partner uh, who she's been with now for years in 2020 and lots of little things like that, you know, made 2020 for her personally a kind of transformative year and 2022 has been a tough one. So it's important to recognize when your inner narrative might be fundamentally different from a public story that you're hearing. There's a meme going around that says, you know, 2023 is just a few days away, but I am still processing 2019. And I I think that can really sum up just how challenging it is to wrap your head personally around what you've lived through in the past few years. Because the public narrative, if you turn on your TV, you open a newspaper, you look on social media – it can be really triggering. It can be really dire. And there there can be both things happening too. We need to acknowledge that bad things can happen in the world while good things are happening to you personally and vice versa, right? Our economy has been booming. Jobs can be, you know, hiring like crazy and you can still be struggling. You know, your career could be going in a direction you're not happy with. So, acknowledging the duality there and really the key differences between what's this public story that I'm being fed by the media or I'm being kind of influenced by the rest of my family, my friend group, my social media, uh, you know, silo that I live in online. And does it align or does it actually differ from my inner private narrative, the story I've been telling myself in my own head about how this year has gone for me? So that's really what I want to focus on for all of us today. I want to encourage you to really write your own story about 2022. What happened to you this year? What did 2022 actually mean to you? You know, when I was super duper pregnant, I started reading Ina Mae Gaskin's Guide to Childbirth, which is basically a hippie sort of commune midwife's guide to to the act that I highly recommend for the record that I was obsessed with. But half of the book was birth stories. And I was never someone who wants to read about anyone's birth story. That was never really of interest to me. And then When I'm about to go through birth and childbirth myself, I became very interested in reading as many different accounts from as many different people about what their childbirth experience was like. And similarly, 
everyone told me, and this this definitely was true for me, that it was really powerful and important to write your own birth story afterwards. You have to chronicle that narrative in order to make sense of it and, and to remember it and I don't know, to like make meaning from what can feel like a very out of control experience. So if you're still with me on this, uh, no childbirth required for this particular exercise, but I would encourage each and every one of us to write a narrative, beginning, middle, end. What happened this year? How was 2022? And don't think you have to stick to the facts only. Feel free to editorialize. Give your opinion. What were the highlights? What were the lowlights? What was the hardest lesson learned? What was the main through line, the main lesson, the main motive behind you, the main character's trajectory and adventure that was 2022? Whether it was a comedy or a tragedy, write that story down and be mindful of The difference between writing yourself a victimizing story, which is, here's all the that happened to me. This year was terrible, or I felt like I was in the passenger seat. This is all the stuff that happened to me, the end. Or more of a hero's story or an empowering story, if you will, which is, you know, this is how the year started. This is what happened to me. And here is the real plot point. Here's what I did about it. Here's how I responded to challenge. Here's how I dealt with uncertainty. Here's how I managed to move on. Maybe there was a cast of characters involved, allies emerged that helped you in your journey, in your quest, if you will. And even if you feel like, man, Emily, I am in the middle of my journey right now. I don't have answers. I don't have solutions. I don't have any victories to celebrate. I don't have anything to check off the the big ambition list this year. That's okay. Maybe you're in the middle of your story, but where would this chapter end? And what have you learned this year about yourself, about the world, about what it is that you want? You know, for me, if I were writing my story of 2022 in a victimizing way, I would tell you all the different ways in which starting the year off with Max was a challenge, how we had to really wrestle our way to find the right doctors and and find our way to the children's hospital and a nutritionist to really get to the bottom of his feeding issues. I could tell you all the goals that we didn't hit as a result in my business. I could tell you how I still don't feel like I'm operating at my best professionally right now. And I could tell you how certain projects this year didn't go as well as we hoped. And, you know, I could point fingers at who's responsible for that. But at the end of the day, if I were to reframe all of those realities – from the perspective of a hero's journey, I would instead say, here's what happened to me, just like the victimizing story, but here's what I did about it. In light of Max's constant crying and unknown strife that he was clearly in for the vast majority of, you know, the early months of his first year, uh, I persevered. I kept going until I found my way to my third pediatrician's office until we found our way to the children's hospital and saw a nutritionist, an ally who emerges in my story as someone who was going to give me 
the gift of looking at this challenge, this problem in a totally different way than every other pediatrician's office I took him to and tongue-tie specialist and pediatric dentist I took him to and lactation consultant I took him to. This one single dietitian, nutritionist really at the hospital looms so large in my narrative this year because her sage advice was such a linchpin, a turning point in our story. And once we navigated that moment, I mean, everything changed. Everything changed in terms of how Max was thriving, his weight was back on track, his mood was radically improved overnight, and so was mine as a result. And so instead of fixating on all the challenge that was inherent and very real there for a little while, I could focus instead on what turned things around even though it didn't happen overnight. And in doing so, I can also explain to myself and make sense of why my business is in a different place than I thought it was going to be. And frankly, I can toot my own horn a little bit and pat myself on the back and really celebrate every member of our team here at Bosta because even though we didn't quite do exactly what I thought we were going to do this year, We have done an incredible amount this year that I am especially grateful for with the flexibility that I've needed to traverse through big challenges and uncertainties this year. Now, I have to acknowledge that it's so much easier for me to make a hero's story, a hero's journey out of my 2022 because I'm not in the thick of it right now right? If this were last year when Max was peak terrible, like no answers had been figured out yet, a big part of my life was causing me chronic stress and anxiety, it would be really hard to write that story. So I want to give anyone who's had a really tough time and is having a really tough time with this year permission to say, you know what, (laughs) this is just part one in a much longer story. Where does this chapter end, not where does this story end? So as we go into this time of year, instead of just sort of drowning our sorrows in the eggnog and distracting ourselves uh, from what a tough time this year may have been for you or for whatever reason, whatever this year has meant to you, instead of simply you know, letting things happen to us, going through the motions of the holiday season and then trying to hit reset on January 1st, I want us to really think critically about what is the story playing in the back of my mind about where I am in my life's journey right now and what has this year actually meant for me? What has this year taught me? Because if we're not making that unconscious narrative conscious, then we are mindlessly moving forward in our lives with our thoughts, our attention, and our behaviors being guided without our awareness, right? Being shifted and being uh, focused in a way that we're not even conscious of. So take time to write that story down. And if you want some support, if you're the kind of person who benefits from journal prompts and uh, sort of a, a more of a worksheet workbook form of doing this kind of work, 
you're in luck. We have a corresponding reflection worksheet that you can download and access for free at bossedup.org slash episode 380 that'll really help guide you through this exercise. And it's a great way to end the year with a loved one or a partner or your family gathered around the table writing the story down. You know, you might forget some details that loom very large in other people's minds in your you know, in your relationships and in your family unit. So take the time to write the story of 2022 down together. And I cannot wait to hear what you think of this exercise and how it sets you up to mindfully reflect and then consciously guide yourself into the new year. We've got so much coming down the pike at Bossed Up on how to make the most of 2023. Of course, armed with our life tracker planners that have tons of journal prompts and quarterly reflection exercises and a really intentional way of starting the new year out. 2023 feels like the year where at Bossed Up HQ, now that I feel like I'm a little bit more on two feet here in this journey that is working motherhood, especially, you know, we're doing a lot more when it comes to building out the Life Tracker Planner community, making time for virtual and in-person gatherings focused all around quarterly goal setting, monthly reflection, and really intentionally moving forward to make 2023 as clear a year as can be for each and every one of us. I hope you'll join us. Let's keep the conversation going and please tell me what this exercise is like for you in the Bossed Up Courage community or in our LinkedIn group. You can find the links to all of those great places and much more at bossedup.org slash episode 380. Until next time, let's keep Boston in pursuit of our purpose. And together in 2023 and beyond, let's lift as we climb.